back to the PCP. So, uh, from Calgary, or for Dennis, who doesn't live in Calgary anymore, probably wants to go back there. I have no idea. In any case, as much guff as I give Calgary, it's because I lived in Edmonton for most of my life. Really, both cities are they're kind of similar. Calgary, you know, has nicer views. It's closer to the mountains. Uh, got Chinook winds, you know, kind of warming up in the winter. Gives you uh, headaches, migraines if you're uh, prone to that. Uh, people there, uh, on, in general, like a little more conservative in the politics, a little more flashier, a little more showier. Edmonton's a little more blue collar, you know, not necessarily down to earth, but, you know, more working class city. You know, Edmonton's the capital. I think, uh, I'm not remembering, more luck of the draw than anything else. There was battles, I think, even back in the day when the province was made in 1905 to pick which city was going to be the capital. Uh, both institutions are very similar to one another. Both have universities, technical technical schools, um, Jubilee auditoriums, armories, airports. So Calgary has the designated international airport for uh, the province. And uh, I, I'm assuming for the prairies, where the gate, Calgary has a gateway. Uh, you're coming from overseas or you're from... Not necessarily the states. Most uh, airports, I think, have a special um, area if you're just coming from the states. But anyways, that's as much as I remember. I probably got half of it wrong. And that's not what I want to talk about today. Uh, it was more I was just kind of thinking back to, you know, being in Edmonton. You know, and the schooling I got here. Uh, and you know, elementary, I went to two elementaries. Um, one was in a poor area. And I went there for kindergarten and grade six. And it, uh, at that time, uh, most Vietnamese people lived in the, that area. It was, uh, you know, the hood. It's not really a hood. I just call it the hood because it's one of the more rundown areas of Edmonton. Probably still to this day is Immigrant Quarter. Um, and from, from grade 2 to 5, I went to a bilingual elementary school. And you know, I, I learned Mandarin, so half my classes were in Mandarin. Uh, they were actually going to put me back a grade, because you know I didn't start in kindergarten, go through grade one, but I somehow caught up. But you asked me, you know, uh, you spoke to me Mandarin. Now I could not tell you a damn thing of what you were saying. I know the odd word. I know my name. You know, I actually prefer Cantonese. Um, in my cracked head, uh, my understanding is Cantonese is actually the the dialect of commerce for Chinese peoples, because all around the people you'll uh, for a while anyways you'll, you'll find more Cantonese speakers. Nowadays there's more uh, mainlanders, more uh, Mandarin speakers, kind of mixed in. You know, but my preference is still Cantonese, because it actually has some similarities with Vietnamese. Generally, it's multitonal. There's some similar words, not really similar, but kind of sound similar, kind of. Um, you know, it just sounds better to me than Mandarin. Uh, that's just my bias, right? Uh, really, like, just kind of talking about dialects. Like, China has, um, uh, remember I found a page, and I think it's, there's a, the Wikipedia has been up to date. There's, like, six or seven principal language groups, um, you know, spoken language groups for Chinese. They generally share the same uh, written language, the iconography. Uh, which was adopted by the Japanese, used by the Koreans, I think, for a period of time, 
and then there's emperor who you know the um the initial version i don't know how, if it's modified or not the 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 base of the current written Korean that's used nowadays. I don't know if it's changed over time or if it's just you know stayed that way. You know, Emperor just came up with it on his own. Uh, in Vietnam, uh, Chinese writing was used uh, and then uh, banished by the French colonizers, uh, and then Vietnamese was translated into uh, you know into French written script, so Latin based uh, Latin. You know, the current English alphabet, you know, with some slight modifications uh, for a few letters. But in any case, so that I couldn't tell you what the six primary uh, Chinese languages slash dialects are. Mandarin and Cantonese are two big ones. Um, Fujianese, where my mom's family is from, uh, that they have their own. I uh, remember talking to a girl uh, who came, her family came, and she came from Shanghai. She was born there. And she said, like, the Shanghai dialect was dying out because it was being stamped out by, uh, you know, by the government because he wanted everyone to speak Mandarin. But I think they're trying to revive it. They realized they kind of screwed up, that diversity in language is good. Whatever. Uh, you know, that doesn't include, you know, the numerous, uh, you know, indigenous tribes, you know, non-Han peoples, you know, not peoples who have not completely, you know, been integrated into the Han collective, right? They have their own... Uh, languages, dialects, that kind of thing. I'm not an expert in that. Uh, it's just from what I remember reading, browsing through Wikipedia. But in any case, for junior high, I we actually moved. So I ended up, uh, we used to, there be, used to be a strict district system. I don't know if it's in place. I think people said like it's kind of in place. Um, like where you live uh, basically dictates where your kids are going to school. I don't have kids. So yeah, I, I have no idea about this. All I know is like when I was a kid, and you know, we moved. I had to go to a junior high school out of district, and you know, I didn't know anybody. You know, I met two other Vietnamese guys there. We kind of hung out, um, and then kind of broke up after after that because we went to different high schools. And uh, I think I mentioned before. I learned later that that junior high school was a middle white suburban junior high school, and half the kids were on drugs. You know, I had no idea. I remember. Uh, working on a joint project with one kid I'd met in my class, right? And my parents said, you're never bringing that kid over again. Um, I found out later, and I think I mentioned this as well, in a very early episode, that he was on coke or a crack or whatever, because he was like jittery all and all messed up, you know, and stopping, you know, talking to him. Um, then the junior high I went to, and so uh, when I went to that junior high, I actually... At the time, uh, you know, I was in those grades, you know, so that was uh, grade seven to nine. There was only one set of schools that, you know, maintained the Mandarin bilingual program. Nowadays, you know, there's Mandarin, German, Spanish. I think there's the odd Ukrainian school. Um, there's lots of, uh, you know, languages other than English as a second language programs throughout the, the school system. But at that time, you know, you had to go through, you know, one elementary, one junior high, one high school. Otherwise, you know, you just kind of missed the boat. So I missed the boat. Yeah, I did take French in junior high. Um, my old man was not thrilled about that, you know, the language of the conquerors, right? And I don't know, I preferred that. Uh, I don't think Japanese was offered until high school. And by the point, I was like, I'm in French. So 
in my I think in my dumb young head it was just like you know Kevin's bilingual we speak English and French so I might as well learn French right my French is absolute garbage right c'est terrible um you know Dennis is actually is fluent in French same with Big Head his wife uh because Big Head grew up in Montreal right so a little bit of a necessity uh you know Montreal is a more English-speaking part of Quebec probably the one of the few areas where you're probably safe as an English speaker, I'm guessing. Dennis can probably tap in a little bit of dialogue saying that I'm completely wrong, and I accept that. Uh, I'm probably sure he's probably uh, added on to the last podcast of how bullshit I am about Calgary. Uh, if not, I'm super, I'll am i be surprised. Uh, but yeah, then I went to high school. Uh, I didn't actually get to go to the high school I wanted to go to because at that time, I bro was in grade six, both our parents were working, so no one's going to be home. So the th- thinking was by the parents that if something happened, I would be around, uh, you know, to go help him out. So I had to go to a school near to his. Uh, so I actually went to uh, a, a less academically for oriented high school. Um, yeah, I still learned. It actually pretty, ended up being pretty good. You know, I kind of got a more rounded out uh, education and social experience. Uh, I never got beat up. Um, I was a bit of a goofball. Um, I grew a really stupid-looking mustache. Ah, so fucking embarrassing. I had a bowl cut, too. Um, thanks, Mom. But uh, it actually endeared me to <laughs> a number of classmates. Because uh, like, there were certain classes like the quote-unquote smart kids went to, right? You know, there's a higher-level set, set of high school classes, which I was in. But, you know, instead of, like, you know, having spares, right, where I could just kind of dick around, I actually took extra classes. Yeah, I didn't need the credits, but I just, like, well, I'm in school. I might as well do something at school. So, uh, I don't know if it's changed in the 20-something years since I've been in high school. But we used to have, only had to take physical education level 10, right, just for grade 10. You could, you didn't have to grade, take it for grade 11 or 12. I took phys ed for grade 11 as well, and, you know, these classes getting filled up with the less economically for you know focused people because it's easy credits right you know gym uh i got to practice scuba diving in the uh city of edmonton pool next door right that was really cool actually you know uh and you know played a bit more sports um i guess i'm an oddity like i am terrible at sports but i was willing to play i i am leery now because i've Taking way too many concussions, uh, generally from sports, actually. So, um, uh, you know, sport, probably no, no team sports or nothing high, high impact, high contact for a while until I, you know, grow a new set of balls or something. But, you know, I, I actually had fun and like, you know, I, you know, I'd, everyone laughed at me because how bad I was at sports. Uh, but they appreciate the effort, I think. <laughs> you know, I gave a good laugh and, you know, I just kind of went along with it. And, you know, I didn't do phys ed in uh, grade 12. I did take, an, like, to take all the science classes. You know, I was terrible at physics. Yeah, I, I'm an engineer, but I, I have shit knowledge of physics. I got rolled in the first university. But that was partly because I was lazy and didn't do any optional homework. And if, uh, just pro tip, if the homework is declared optional, it ain't optional. Just fucking do it, okay? You know, you don't have to be... a you know, a brilliant rocket scientist to get through university, you just have to work, right? You put in the effort, you know, the effort in gets you effort, gets you rewards out. Simple as that. 
and hopefully it doesn't cost you an arm and leg. Um, from what I'm hearing nowadays, it costs you pretty much both testicles, both ovaries, you know, and your first three kids, you know, to get a university or college education, which is a damn shame, right? Um, but that's a whole different topic, you know, so then, yeah, and I, I guess I did well in school because I got an award for, you know, excelling both academically and uh, in extracurricular activities, so sports, volunteering, that kind of thing, right? And, you know, people were happy for me. And I actually stunned the people uh, who, you know, I was in those uh, class, the non-academic stream classes, when the principal decided to read up my marks, right? And it was like all 90s out of 100. It was kind of embarrassing. And um, I think I surprised a lot of people I, I you know, I kind of knew from school who weren't my, who weren't my friends, right? How like much of a goofball I was, I was, you know, good at school. Good at school doesn't mean necessarily mean good at life. As you'll, you've probably figured out from me rattling on on these uh, podcasts, right? But gives you, yeah, you know, gives you a little bit of a start, gives you some openings. Right? I learned a lot of things along the way. Um, I'm surprised I'm still alive, but it's it not just through, you know, the the rounding out started in in high school, and uh, when I went to university, you know, I got ditched by people I thought were well, my friends in the university, in ones that, who also went into engineering. I was out on my own quite a bit, and I met some people, I made friends with some people, right? A uh, guy, uh, you know, fellow, like, he's incredibly smart, smarter than me, right? I think he had top grades in the province, even. But he drank, like, half a bottle of vodka every night. And there fellow, this, I think he was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was from the UK, um, named Alex. And, you know, he, he flubbed out, um, because... You know, I, I honestly don't know how, how hard engineering is, but I'm just saying, like, I, like, cause I don't think I'm that smart. You know, you had to put some work in, right, and, you know, be persistent, and they had it done. Um, but, you know, first year is, like, the weeding out year for a number of people, where they switch different, uh, where they find out it's not, you know, the course load or the, cor the course content itself is not for them. So Alex, unfortunately, was one of those guys. Uh, he, I learned the phrase... Uh, cholesterol pot from him because he used to have hash browns from a &W every morning and i'm just I, the name of this other fellow uh i can't remember big bigger fellow right really friendly guy unfortunately he he didn't make it either uh, but i remember uh one for one test right you know i asked you know getting ready you know getting the nerves and he you know came by he's like john you know i i got to talk about like i had way too much can you you can have this man. Like, I don't know, because by that point, the the you know it was uh, whether it's true or not. The common knowledge was like you know he had Taco Bell, you would have to go to the washroom in in an hour, right? It just it was not not great on the system. And he's like, come on, man, I'm, I'm gonna throw it in the trash. Like, and I I can't stand the idea of food being thrown in the trash at the time. So I was like, okay, okay, thanks, man. And it also was chicken, so I thought you know it'd be safer than you know their beef, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, I wolf it down, right, we're in the test, and I'm like, about a half hour, 45 minutes, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have had that, right, I, I hauled it off, because it was like, I think it was a longer, harder test, right, and like every, kind of every minute counted, and at, but an hour in, I put my hand up, I like, I had it, you know, because you had to get an escort to the washroom to make sure, you know, you weren't arranging to meet someone to get test answers or whatnot, right, or, anyways, uh, Learned my lesson, never had Taco Bell again for 
anywhere near a test. And in the second year, there was uh, a math test. It was either, I think it was partial differential equations. And because everyone knew, like, there was no secret, like, normally um, in test, test rooms, right, like, it would alternate rows of different classes. So, you know, people couldn't cheat off one another. But this test had a reputation, right, legendary reputation that it didn't matter. Like, the whole test room was only, you know, people who had taken that class because you couldn't copy off the other person because it was an endurance exam, right? Like, you barely had enough time to finish the exam if you went full tilt, you know, right from the start. Like, you might be able to take a five-minute breather, you know, to uncramp the hand, but otherwise you, you had to be just rewriting, like, like, mad, right? It was just pure math hell. And um, you remember doing the test, right? You know, just going at it, going at it, going at it. And, like, you know, about hour, around the hour mark, you know, hand cramped. I'm like, okay, I got to take a little bit of a break, right? Shake the hand out. And I looked up, and a guy to the row to my left and a couple of seats ahead, right? You know, he wasn't hunched over. And I was kind of, you know, I kind of looked at him for a bit, and he kind of flipped through the booklet, closed it, flipped through it again, closed it, and I knew he was fucked. Like, he wasn't, everyone else was like just writing like mad, and I was like, well, sucks for you, buddy. <laughs> and when I went back to it, I would have gotten a, a nine out of nine in that class, uh, nine out of nine, except I misread one number, which meant I skipped one set of extra calculations, right? And when I asked like the other people who were from my class, it's like, was that a one or a zero? I thought it was a zero. It was a one. You're joking, right? No, it was a one. And everyone was like, everyone I looked at is like, yeah, it was a one. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, so I got an eight. Uh, so another test. Um, University, because you know tests can be stressful, and especially at that level. You know, I, I was fortunate; I never puked, I never, you know, had a heart attack, I never had anything bad happen. Except like I came in, I had like a massive sinus infection. I had like I still, my mom at that point was working for university, so she actually had to, she would take like kind of like she, when she swapped rolls of toilet paper, she would kind of take like you know the almost done ones and take them home. It was single ply anyway, so it was just garbage, right? But I was dripping, it's not so much not like I, I took a, took one or two of those and a ragu bottle of water because uh, my old man used to they reuse the ragu bottles for water containers. We were kind of poor, right? I didn't realize how how stupid it looked until much later when I thought back. I'm like, man, I must have looked like a moron, <laughs> more so than normal. But um, uh, there was one test. I think we were in the butter dome, and you know when there's noise, you know it's irritating, right? Because you're trying to focus. And I heard an ambulance, and you know, because you know the butter was close to the university hospital, and it's like okay, you know, maybe it was just going over there, but the siren started getting closer and closer, and it's like, wait a minute, and and they came in, and like these paramedics came in, and everyone looked up, and was like, what the shit, and someone had passed out from the stress, they had fainted, right, and they had, you know, they got taken to the hospital. Um, just remind me so. That Completely different exam. We were in Claire Drake Arena, and it was freezing us. This was, I think, a winter term. And, you know, they didn't have the ice in, right? So they just, you know, you know left the ice off. And you know, it was, like, cold outside. They didn't really have the heaters on, so it was kind of cold inside. You couldn't take your jacket off. And then the mother-loving, you know, air conditioning from the 50s kicked up. And it sounded like eight dying mules humping each other. And, 
you know, everyone was so mad. Um, another time we were writing in the civil building and we learned about water hammer, I think that year, the year before. Right. And like when the guys had done, done plumbing work, right. They hadn't cleared the air, uh, from the radiant heating system, the water radiant heating system. So, you know, when, uh, now the heater, the heater warmed up, right. It would ping like every couple of minutes. Then we had the TA, uh, I can't remember if it was that class or it, it was in the same building. He would just kept repeating dumb facts. Interrupt. <laughs> so we're trying to write a goddamn exam. Uh, of course, that's better than me. Like there was one exam. We were allowed to listen to music. So I was listening to music and I was like muttering under my, what I thought was muttering under my breath, but I was screaming obscenities <laughs> at the test. I was told later by uh, Beardsley and Crusty, he's like, you're cursing the entire fucking time, right? How many puff? He dropped like a billion F-bombs and loud F-bombs, but no one told me to shut up. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Uh, good times. I think I mentioned before the test where I kind of pretty much I threw into that instructor's face. Uh, the test, I had to write early because I booked a vacation while I checked the test schedule. And, uh, you know, the guys bugged me because it was, they weren't sure, like, you know, what the, there was no practice exam. So they had no idea what it was. So I was like, so, so I coughed up the goods because, you know, I promised the, the prof, I'm like, like you know, he's like, remember, you can't tell anyone about this, right? But peer pressure won that day. <laughs> but, you know, they, but the guys, right, Beardsley and Krusty included, were good. And they said, you know, we'll fudge some of the answers to make sure that, you know, we had no idea what the test was about. And they did, right? And it just reminded me of, um, trying to jump around, we just about jumped back to grade seven our social studies class, and we had to do longhand answers. There was no multiple choice. But spelling was part of the exam. So you misspelled words. You got marks docked, right? And there's a guy behind me uh, named Troy, right? He was so mad because he actually got a perfect exam. Like, this is one of the early exams. But, you know, he was a terrible speller, so he lost, like, 20%. And he was so mad about him, right? And he, eventually I gave him peer pressure. And we set up this kind of cheating scheme where like I would lean on my arm so he could look over my shoulder and he would lean the other way so the guy behind him could look off over his shoulder <laughs> there's a fourth guy in the row beside him could look off that guy's shoulder that that was a riot and he's like no I just need to know how to spell words I'm like bye <laughs> it was good uh, I was good until like he was cross-checking me we were playing floor hockey he's cross-checking me uh in the corner and you know the teacher wasn't uh, telling the stuff, so I lost it because I threw the stick on the floor, and he wasn't expecting that. I, I dropped the gloves. I was gonna beat the shit out of him. I must look pretty scary. You know, he was like big, bigger and taller than me. Like he just like, oh, sorry, sorry, and yeah, he stopped after that. Um, I think it took a couple of people to kind of calm me down. Too. Uh, I, yeah, this is like almost. This is probably thirty years ago. Almost thirty years ago. Shit, it's taking that long to cool my temper down. But um, one more thing with Troy, there was another guy he was good friends with for a while. Um, but he used to like kind of rat, wear like a you know a regular set of sweaters, and Troy was fascinated by this, so he was trying to like find a pattern in, <laughs> in his like wear pattern, right? So he kept tracking it like daily at this class. Oh, and that's social teacher. So we had him for grade seven, and then we ended up having him grade nine. And, 
So everyone in the class kind of knew each other, except for one guy. He, it's the first time he had been in one of the higher, uh, one of the more academically focused classes, right? And so he was kind of like, you know, a little, like, a little out of the loop. But, uh, you know, one day we all agreed to like, hey, you know what? Every time Mr. Nirenberg uh, turns around, just move our desks up. Just a few inches, right? It's, you know, he'll, he'll, probably ca he'll catch on pretty quick and tell us to move back. But, you know, until then, you know, let's, we just keep going, right? And so we did. So for this hour-long class, every time we turned around, right, we kind of like lift our desks or some people just kind of dragged them along the floor, shuffled up a little bit, right? And, and these were like these individual seated desks. Like, you know, there's a, uh, the, the desk itself, right, a little cubby attached with a seat. If you ever sat in this, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? But they weren't like permanently attached to the floor, so that's why we could move them. And so we did, right? And you know, we kept going and we kept going and we kept going, right? Except for the one fellow, he, he, he's like he didn't want to get in trouble, so he like and all everyone behind him was so mad, were so mad. But we actually got to the point where like we were stacked right against the front of the room, and the teacher, Mr. Nairberg, you know, just like. You know, he played it off like as if he, he didn't notice anything. He, of course, he noticed, right? And as the bell rung for the end of class, he turned around and was like, I didn't think you guys were going to get this far. <laughs> Please move the desk back. Right? You know, we get it laugh. You know, and he tried his best to make social studies interesting. Social, social studies, so the history, study of history and geography can be very boring. Right? Um, I'm a nerd. I, I uh, have read up on more history on my own, watch history docs and that kind of thing, because that's just me. Actually, Sonia, I actually knew uh, various points of time, I knew more Vietnamese history than my ex-wife, who was a Vietnamese person, same with her sister. And everyone was floored how much I knew, right? Like, I didn't even know that much. It was kind of like, oh, well, I'd like to learn a little more where I came from, right? Uh, and I think it, the, the citizenship test for Canada is still the same as it was when it, the, still the new version and it came out a few years back. That well, was probably 10 years now. When the ex took the test, I remember reading material. I'm like, like there was actually like about a quarter of it I had no idea about, right? And like I was not super well versed, but you know decently versed, more so than an average Canadian, right? And I kept telling her, like, yeah, an average Canadian would fail this test, like 100% guaranteed, right? There was a lot, of, and there's a lot more emphasis on the military stuff. Like that was the the government of the day wanted to bring that in. Made a lot of noise about 1812, even though Canada didn't won't come into being until 1867 formally but that's a different that's a completely another thing but uh, that going back to the social studies teacher mr nerenberg like he used to make uh uh machine gun sound effects when he was talking about the first and second world war and he's like and yeah and the guys would go rat -tat 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 -tat. and <laughs> he tried right and he remember talking about him like you know talk about that uh, glacial glacial erosion he drove glaciers like looking like uh, front end loaders, a couple other things. He retired soon after we we, fin we finished grade nine. He was a pretty good teacher. Um, honestly, I, I think actually that's I, I probably have more stories about school. That's all I I can come up with now. Sorry, I've, this is actually a lot longer than I thought I was going to rattle on for, but. Um, Y'all, thanks for listening. It is still just over the halfway point of April of 2021, and catch you in the next one.